Rocking chair, chair session. With Elisa Di Batista. Maria Teresa Barber. Hello, everyone. And welcome to our ninth RCS Rocking Chair Sessions with our special guest, Ernesto Kunde. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Thanks for coming back to the Bakehouse. That's correct. It's been a while. For our little session today. Um, yeah, it's already number nine. Can you believe it? Yes, I can. And I guess just to tell our listeners, um, we're starting to do this behind the scenes. It's no longer secret because I'm telling you um, where we ask our previous artists that are in sessions to request a future artist. And Ernesto was recommended by somebody who was previously here because they wanted to listen to his story. So who was it? It was Jason. Jason Aponte yeah. recommended you. That's so correct. definitely. Is missing me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, friends, it happens. Um, so, I guess we could jump in. Maria, first question. First question. I love the rocking chair. <laughs> you do? I do. We yeah, wanted to know that you were comfortable. That's fun. Um, I don't have a first question. Great, because I do. Okay, so I'm super curious. You're background well I, I love about names and history your last name is Kunde but I did see um, on your website it mentions that your background you're actually you're from Brazil yes so, I'm Brazilian yeah. so I'm curious to know the migration and the story of that like do you know anything about the Kunde and where it came from yeah they came from Lübeck nor uh, uh, Germany in 1864 wow they migrated I'm already the fourth generation in Brazil that is so neat and still, I grew up speaking German, actually, until I had a hard time to do Portuguese because it's a small town where I come from. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of uh, German culture still. It's changing a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the next generation, the fifth, is definitely not speaking any German anymore. And I lived in Germany, too. I went back and, uh, and yeah. Four generation. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I feel like your aesthetic, there's a cleanliness to it, which I do connect more to the European. But um, the phrase, you told me, Maria, what was the phrase um, coined on the website? Tropi... Uh, tropi pop. Tropi pop. Yeah. So I do see like Brazil, I think of a very warm place, very tropical. Um, I think of palm trees, I think of nature, vegetation. And then you do have this the Kunde portion, which is like very minimal, clean, kind of like, I feel like sexy even, so that you merge them both together, like your Brazil with your Germany almost in your artwork. How never, do, can you talk about that a little? Well, I never heard that before. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> you just did a total bitch over that. Um, well, uh, this whole process, the way where I end up and it was just trying things out, I think, I don't know. I, it just happened to happen and up where I am now, the way I'm painting now. It was, I think, the freedom to be self-taught. And I went to art school. I think it gave me that channel of just trying out different things. And yeah, I never thought about that. To be, I guess, uh, the mix of both of the, uh, worlds and, um, and painting that way. Okay. I'm just, you're just making me think now. <laughs> well, I guess I'm also curious, because um, you did mention this self-teaching. How early did you commence to explore or dabble in art? Was it painting you started off with? Maybe was it sculpture? Like, could you talk a little bit about that? Painting, because I grew up on a farm. I, I basically grew up with my grandfather and my grandmother. And... and my grandfather was very, uh, he, he could do a lot of things. He was very like hands-on, hand handyman, man, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was doing toys for me. He was doing uh, shoes made from um, corn, uh, the outside of the corn. And it just... Oh, the leaves, yeah. the, the, the leaves, yeah. the husk. Husk. Mm -hmm. And I just, all this happened in front of me, just... And then one day, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was 
eight or ten. Some uh, I I start painting. I had a paper and start painting or drawing with uh, leftover coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's just because the only thing I, I used to see that that th- that time in my life was just cows and corn and tobacco. It's a tobacco farm, um, and the I think the first couple paintings I done was the the big mountain that I, is huge in front of my house, mm-hmm. and I would paint that over and over and over and it was like and like like almost like a watercolor mm-hmm. just one color mm-hmm. <laughs> just deep a, a little bit more darker at one mm-hmm. point and just I do remember still have the vision I don't know where the the painting end up but mm-hmm. I do remember that's how I started mm-hmm. and just trying you know did your grandfather encourage you did he teach you what he knew or yeah he did he he, yeah, absolutely. He was definitely there doing things for me. I remember in, I was doing a lot of things in wood, too, because he had mm-hmm. a little wood shop. And the neighbor actually also had a wood shop. And he used to, once in a, once in a time, he used to go over there and just spend the time just do my own thing with him. It was, it was kind of, yeah, barefoot, running around like a little boy. I had the freedom to go places so different from today. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I. I don't trade any anything for that life. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that that? Sorry, Maria, I'm asking all the questions today. That connection to nature basically impacted where you are now, or did Absolutely. you paint other things before you painted nature, or has it always been thematically mm-hmm. that? I I feel very connected what I paint now with where I come from. Absolutely. If you see a corn, if you Google a corn roots. And the mangrove roots, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's where I come from, especially because after I I left the town, I, I went to Germany and I came back and I started working in a corn company for 10 years. In Brazil? In Brazil, like a Pioneer Seeds, it's a big company and mm-hmm. it was stressful and all that thing that you don't want to, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially coming from a small town. Um, that was paying me well. I was doing what I actually liked because I see my dad and my mom doing that and and it just was too overwhelming in the end because it's too much um, uh, I was people were expecting too much of me and then I after all I quit. After ten years? After ten years mm-hmm. I quit. I bought a ticket one way, told my manager at the time if I don't like in six months, can you still hold my job? I said, absolutely. And wow. I went, and me and my wife at the time, uh, went to uh, Boston delivering pizza and working in a glass shop. And, and Friday morning, uh, Saturday mornings, I used to do like uh, some classes. But during this whole time when I was working in the corn company, I had to have one day or one morning. I had to, I was painting. Mm-hmm. I was always. You kept it was, practice. Yeah, it was good for my sanity too. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and it was just was always there. And well, it's a birthday. He likes a soccer play. Let's paint. The you painted play. like for as a gift. Mm-hmm. That was my gift to everybody. Mm-hmm. It was my mm-hmm. little yeah. That mm-hmm. was me staying connected with art. Mm-hmm. You mentioned coffee. Can I ask something too? Dude, I'm so excited. I'm like, you mentioned coffee. I'm wondering within this 10-year span, have you explored other materials? Go, Maria, first. <laughs> no, I, was, I, I wanted to ask if it was ever in your mind or in your dreams that you, you actually would study art. I, was that ever, I, I, like, I, did you I, ever consider that? I, I, I did. And it was during, after the high school, I told my mom, I, want, I would love to do uh Arts and she said, "For what? You will waste the money. It's just you. Know, first, you don't make money. Second, this is Brazil. Do you realize that?" She says, and she said, "Okay." Then I try to do something agronomy, and I quit. Just I just you know I don't want to do that. 
Uh, actually, that I really don't want to do. <laughs> Was that ag 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 agriculture or? Yeah, agriculture. Agri agri yeah, or agronomy. is it a mixture between agriculture and economy or? No, no, it's agriculture. Agriculture, agriculture. Yeah, agriculture. Yeah, 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 probably in agronomy. Yeah, it's the, mm -hmm. the, the a specific like yeah, the mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said nope. <laughs> okay. Then I went my way. Went to Germany, studied mm -hmm. there. I said, Let me explore my. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was like if it would have if it would have been like just up to you, you would probably yeah. have wanted to go to yeah, art school absolutely. as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, mm -hmm. uh, or architect. I like because I I'm into angles. I like mm -hmm. to put angles. I don't know. I just I like some some of the Geo geometric, geometric forms. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. that kind of intrigues me, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. with the mangroves being such a such a beautiful organic. movement and organic with the shape I don't mm -hmm. know it's a good contrast mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. the plant um, I guess just regressing back to the materials did you start exploring other materials because you mentioned coffee as a type of paint or watercolor you would use during the 10 years you were working um, basically the fields did you use other materials other than coffee not not there but after actually when I I had just arrived at the bakehouse. I don't know how long ago was that, like six years ago? I don't know. Probably, right? How long were you at the bakehouse? Three years? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm here like two and a half. So yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I, I was doing found wood with, um, that time it's totally different work also, it was found wood, more portraits. Mm -hmm. It was during the recession. The economy sank, and I saw a lot, a lot of the homeless uh, on the street, and it kind of was shocking. And you start, and I actually the Egypt and Pakistan war or mm -hmm. the revolution over mm -hmm. there, all that. I guess I had the TV too much on, <laughs> but affected me. And I was painting a lot of that. Like in my mind, I was painting. I still have some of them, uh, and but in forms, they were like round wood pieces that was each one has this I don't know I have to show it as installation basically mm -hmm. and but not 2D they were definitely like sculptural yeah, pieces yeah each of them but all the charcoal mm -hmm. and white charcoal and black charcoal and then I mm -hmm. used to burn the, the rest to give it an effect it's mm -hmm. kind of different good. Mm -hmm. I don't know I liked it but mm -hmm. I could never sell them mm -hmm. the only one actually the only person I was interested by was Jorge Paris, but... Well, that's not a bad person to be interested in. I know, I got, yeah, got lost. It like got lost, it yeah. kind of never happened. Yeah, actually the bakehouse, uh, what's her name? Arliss tried to go back. It was actually what I'm gonna show, I was showing during Scope, and, mm -hmm. and she actually started to kind of call him if you want to, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you still have them? I do have them in some box. Jorge Perez, if you're still interested <laughs> in those sculptures Ernesto made a while back, please get in touch with him. <laughs> yeah. I was in all of them were like one was like about the homeless in Miami, the other one mm -hmm. was like the, the Egypt Revolution, the other one was the Pakistan. I was like all like intense was was meaningful. I don't know. Mm -hmm. it was, it was, it's all dark. There was no color the way I like it now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so a huge shift, not just in, yeah. in the concept, but also in the in the medium and the color I, and yeah, I I had to. I don't know. I mm -hmm. I, I was trying to sell it also, mm -hmm. and then the mangroves was there. The totally kayaking or paddleboarding, the things I like to do, and mm -hmm. I like to be in nature. I like to be in contact with the water, and mm -hmm. I I just think it's so important to me. Because mm -hmm. I have kids, I, mm -hmm. they uh, for the next generation. I, mm -hmm. I know how important the mangroves are for the reproduction for the fishes or for our own ecosystem. Protecting against hurricanes. Exactly. I mean, it's crucial. Mm -hmm. And that also spoke, um, and I don't know. No, and I actually was selling a lot, and mm -hmm. it, it totally said, "Oh wow, this is totally cool. I like it." And it mm -hmm. speaks clearly and directly to me mm -hmm. especially coming from where i come from mm -hmm. such hands-on let's do it mm -hmm. <laughs> and i did try different things actually different techniques i actually went to the marsh in the middle of the mangroves grab some of the dirt and start painting actually when i was here it was stinky 
The money is quite stinky. Yeah. yeah, but okay. I'm sure your neighbors it. had a lot yeah. of fun with you. <laughs> I had to try it. Uh-huh. It was not successful. But. So when did the switch happen that you you started to uh, to paint the mangroves and you you went more into color? Five six years ago. Mm-hmm. Six years ago, I've been painting basically mangroves since. And I have like commissions or stuff like that that come in. But five years ago, I had I had done couple ones before that. It totally was a uh, accident. Also, I had my daughter. I still don't know if I was taking. I still don't remember the exact uh, moment about that. But mm-hmm. I remember taking a picture of her or a selfie. I don't think that happened that time. Maybe I just switched around the phone. Mm-hmm. And I saw the picture in the back. I was at the, some park in North Miami. Mm-hmm. And she said, wow, look at these roots. They're so beautiful. I took more pictures. And she said, and then start painting. The same painting, the same picture I overpainted like, I don't know, six, seven times. And she said, wow, that was the beginning of the mangrove thing. Mm-hmm. And she said, switch just different colors, different backgrounds. And this is going again and again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was fun. It was fun discovering things. Mm-hmm. Like happy accidents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was seven years ago. But then six, I started actually painting them mm-hmm. more and more. Mm-hmm. And so we have, we have like a, a theme through all our interviews and that is always kind of like how am I financing myself right uh, a lot of artists uh, are either teaching artists or have a day job or and then uh, we had last week Augusto who was actually uh, able to support himself with with the artwork that he's making and you have been doing very well with your uh, with your especially with your mangrove paintings over the last years yeah I mm-hmm. yes, I've been pretty lucky that I have, yeah, people like my work. <laughs> yeah. So it's, how it's, how did that happen? How did how were you able to kind of find the connections to be actually selling enough to to support yourself? I think I think meeting people. I think mm-hmm. in in random places. I think uh, putting yourself out there, connecting. Shake some hands. Mm-hmm. Do say what you do. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. And and that happened with one of uh, actually a friend of mine in in some uh, school that the kids go together. He mm-hmm. actually owns a store in the design district, and he sells mainly my stuff. And it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's pretty pretty sweet. It's mm-hmm. a good cushion to have a mm-hmm. person like him to kind of push your work for his customers. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Mm-hmm. It's you know and. Because you're all, you also have a family, right? You have yeah. you have a wife, you have two children, so it's like there's a lot of pressure on you also to to yeah. kind of bring in the money. Or, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So but that's wonderful that that is that it that that is possible. And I like mm-hmm. that you've actually you've been on both sides of the coin because you've had to have a job and keep your practice one day of the week when you were working in the fields for ten years, or when you were you said you moved to Boston. I'm not sure you were. Yeah. Were you working Where in the fields really? Fields? I was absolutely. You were working in the fields. Yeah. You see? Yeah. I didn't know that. What were you? I'm, I'm a farmer. He's a farmer. So you were really like yeah, yeah. Until I left when I left to Germany, I was I was 21. I was working the farm. Oh since. wow! And actually, yeah, I could go study instead, but no, uh-huh. <laughs> I decided to go after and go to Germany and study mm-hmm. there and then come back and mm-hmm. actually find a job that went back to the fields anyway mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. 10 years. Mm-hmm. No, but then when you moved to Boston, you still had to work and you were still doing delivery. And But you mentioned classes. Mm-hmm. That's something that piqued my interest. What type of classes did you take when you were in Boston? It, it was just a, a good teacher. And actually, I had the... I was like a community college okay. that was giving classes. And I was more interested in the practice instead of the rest. <laughs> I was going for the, uh, I never liked to study. I never was my thing. I, mm-hmm. I, I, my kids will not listen to this, right? <laughs> they are. Yeah. Only, yeah. only yeah. we tell them. <laughs> only but, we tell uh, them. <laughs> but uh, I never was good or I never had interest. But and, um, 
And then I went to this galleries meeting people and says, wow, I like this artist. And I just went to Rockport and, and Massachusetts, really beautiful town, you know, very artsy. And I met this really good, I still have his name somewhere, some crazy name, but good uh, artist. And he and his wife were artists and had this beautiful studio. And I went in and she said, can you, can you teach me? Can you, can I come? Can I clean your yard and just do anything? I said, no, I don't do this. Uh, it's just, I'm too old for that. He was 75. But then I insisted that if one of the teachers at the community college, I went, came with me. Well, this guy really loves your work and he wants it. And she said, okay, in two weeks, come back. <laughs> but, wow. And I said, you I was so up. excited now. And I was so excited. It was just snowing. I was, and then we ended up going. He, he never called us to confirm, but we ended up going in and was, something was strange. And then my teacher came with me the first day just to kind of, you know, let me support this. You're so into him. And his wife actually had broken an arm or something with some drama going on. I said, please, no. And I've never done any class to him, with him, but he's still kind of, I'm totally vivid. He still remember so well. I was so excited to almost get the lesson with this guy. And you never did. No, oh my God. No, but then I insist, insist, and I end up went to uh, uh, New York after four years working three, four jobs in Boston. Then I went to New York. I lived close to Cooper Union. I used to do three nights in Cooper Union, like just painting. <laughs> really good uh, um, uh, teacher. But she was more abstract, and I was, we were colliding uh -huh. a little bit. And so I you were doing representative stuff, or like yeah. figurative, yeah, or whatnot, and she was like, what the hell are you doing? Nude classes, this and that, and everything. I was just, was like, can I just go straight what I want? No, you have to, <laughs> you have to, yeah. You have there, to paint yeah. what I tell you to paint. Correct. Uh-huh. And that don't last long, and then I quit and came down to Miami like 11 years ago and I'm here since. It's just my home away from home because I've never been in any other place that long. I lived in so many different places but mm -hmm. yeah it's just definitely home. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think I, with Miami art scene boomed I think I just had a free ride with it and it just was really nice to be in this time I just mm -hmm. it was perfect it was a perfect timing to come yeah, to definitely. Miami at that time and I actually hour. when I came here and I had a job I started working in this because I don't know anybody in Miami right mm -hmm. zero I started work, uh, working I just knocked on two or three different uh, galleries they all them don't exist anymore and then okay they don't have a job for me but they recommend me this art handling mm -hmm. that no I just worked for these people, that Chris Ingalls, MBI, and I helped them install and do an art basel and such. This was perfect because I started knowing people, names, delivering collectors and artists, and that was awesome. It's mm -hmm. just all randomly, I did the right things. <laughs> Amazing. What a story. <laughs> I actually, yeah. Incredible. You cannot project is tragic. Would you have ever thought as a kid, as an eight-year-old kid, making like coffee stain paintings that you would end up here in Miami? No, living? I don't. But I always thought seeing all the architecture magazines, all this nice abstract, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> Not really. But, <laughs> but, you know, this is, I don't know, it's a, it's a cool dream come mm -hmm. and dream actually came through. I was mm -hmm. always, I always want to be an artist. But, there was times I said, no, no, that will never happen. Mm -hmm. Now, full-time, six years, I believe. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. How did it happen that you were in New York, you were taking classes at Cooper, it didn't really work out, and how did it happen that you had the idea to move to Miami without knowing anyone? Like, I... Or I come to Miami or I was uh, planning to go back to Brazil. Oh, Because okay. I was sick of shoveling sick snow, of... sick of home. And Miami was, uh, New York was too big. 
for some reason, too loud, too mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. It's great to visit for me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I grew up in a small town. I, mm -hmm. I need a little bit more nature. Yeah, mm -hmm. just to, I like to go barefoot in places. <laughs> yeah, and Miami is so incredible. Like, uh, like how much nature surrounds us here. Like the Everglades, and and I mean Biscayne, or like. Um, What is it? Yeah, there's like all the national parks around yeah. here, and right? And then you and go then more that way to the, yeah, the Cy Cypress, and it's just it's so many. Valley. And then the Keys is also a national park, you know, and then and then the, the Fairchild Tropical Garden, yeah. and it's like it's just like so incredible that I mean the city itself is like built pretty much horribly in and thinking environmentally because you know all the car traffic but yeah. there's so much nature around it it's just so beautiful it's, it's yeah incredible. water yeah, yeah water, water it's, water, it's water. definitely better than the than new york than new york yeah <laughs> mm. i don't know speaks it's closer to my uh, to brazil closer, anyway. yeah yeah it's i feel more i feel home yeah actually speaking with my friend uh, today i said wow it's Yeah, you guys have everything. There's no way you can miss Brazil and living in Miami. <laughs> A friend from Brazil? Uh, yeah, Brazil. he lives in oh California. Yeah, Yeah, because I was thinking if you were looking for warm weather, I mean, you could have gone either way. You could have gone L.A. or Miami. I actually did. I stayed for 25 days in, in California to try out, but I had to come, I had I came here before and I had mine was set. Wow. At least I enjoyed it. 25 days over there. <laughs> <laughs> you tried it. No, I I'm going to come back. I kind of tried it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, had, I, had made, I had made my mind already. Mm -hmm. What convinced you? I don't know. It was, was clearly what I was looking for. This whole, I don't know, I was missing the tropicals. Yeah. I like the palm trees. Oh, I grew up in the palm trees. And... And also, yeah, a jungle, we don't have it here, but it still Some feels, parts. Yeah, yeah, it still feels, yeah, if you go in the middle of the mangroves, or the, you, feels you, like it, it feels like a jungle. Mm -hmm. And that's me, uh, as a kid, uh, kind of being in the, in the trees, it's like mm -hmm. you just crawl over and just go to the next, and I, I remember grabbing a bag of... Uh, tangerine and eating in the trees it's uh, kind of, I don't know it's just a sort of where I can where I find peace mm -hmm. especially when I paint the mangroves I do I actually paint fast but it, I don't know it's just in the zone mm -hmm. it's such a that 10 hours day of painting it's it's a ride it's mm -hmm. awesome I like it you're almost <laughs> back in the in the jungle yeah like, no, it's, it's such a high I don't know yeah. it's, just, uh, it's a good feeling Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not sometimes things go wrong and <laughs> I throw things around <laughs> with painting you throw things yeah, around it's not every it's not the flowers every day but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I guess well going back to that it's not flowers every day I do notice that you have pursued this series um, series of the mangroves in depth but I do notice how you've made reiterations and it's had like these rebirths in different materials and scales and as you said like dimensions and sizes so my question is how is it that that progression for you has occurred in terms of like oh i want to try this on metal oh i want to try this like laser cut or i want to try this with these weird um more almost european type shapes like how is it that that progression has gone from flat painting to more you know testing materials and paints and such that, that's i think the the freedom that I don't know. I always keep bringing back self-taught. I think that let me explore different ways without uh, thinking about consequences. A lot of the time, a lot of the times they go well, like the way you want it, and a lot of the times not because I'm not skilled enough because I, I don't I don't I don't have the preparation or, or the study for it. It's like like. Um, Like the last project, last show I did, I tried paint some material in uh, stainless steel. The stainless steel is already a finished product. I said, no, 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 it has to happen. 
<laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> took took a, took a while. I I made it happen, but it's not hundred percent. But I, I I insisted. You know, you have to try it. And I do like the shapes. The shapes actually with the mango, they they kind of yeah, like they complement each other. They mm-hmm. they can go well. Mm-hmm. And there's no rule anyway. You know, you can. Mm-hmm. It's art. I like mm-hmm. it. You just they you don't need to you can mix mm-hmm. things or colors or shapes or yeah that's why I like about it and it's why going back to your question I don't know it was just trying things out and I said well and I have an idea I take a picture and then okay let's now it's time to bring this in alive mm-hmm. and then there's sometimes too like the last I believe what I'm doing now I think it will last longer until I try something different. The shapes are coming in, that always will come in, but I feel like there is, I don't know, there's something about what I'm doing that I think I'm definitely like the next level or mm-hmm. the, that, that the level where it makes me happy actually. Are you talking about the like the big installations at the moment that you're doing, or are you talking more about different materials? The, different... the still is the linen with mm-hmm. the black and white, yeah, and like they're just on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And, that, mm-hmm. and then I want to actually do the installation. I have a little in my studio. I have a, it's hard to explain. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. where uh, I know what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. It's like a show a picture uh, to show idea for a gallerist this mm-hmm. is what I want mm-hmm. big scale yeah I mm-hmm. like I like big I like mm-hmm. and that was actually the reason I I I, I left the because because I couldn't do bigger or big you were limited very yeah. much with the studio space that you had right? yeah and and then I went to a warehouse oh that's where you the, are now yeah okay and that's located where 7111 North Miami Avenue okay so if you want to visit or stock or not still that's where you shall be that's is right. that is that still Little Haiti or is it Alapata Little River Little I don't River know. somewhere up there okay yeah mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, it, it's just uh, there you can explore more mm-hmm. bigger paintings, 12 feet, 12 feet sizes, mm-hmm. not just seven or six. Yeah. It's just, this is, and that's one way to also to separate yourself from other artists and then people like collectors or, or um, designers mm-hmm. or uh Yeah, it's just people come to you, okay, Ernesto has a big painting, so mm-hmm. I want for the big wall. Mm-hmm. And I had people coming to me that way, I said, oh, well, there's a business for this. Mm-hmm. And that's why also trying things out, it's just, just uh, one thing leads to the next one. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, it's been <laughs> mm-hmm. blast, I guess. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to ask also, since we, we are at the Bakehouse here doing the interviews, I... How did the transition go for you, like out of the bakehouse? Like, how did you find a place where you could move to afterwards? Were, were, were you together with a couple of people from the bakehouse, or how did that happen? No. Was I it w- just you on your own? Me and my own. I text a friend of mine, and like, you know, text right away back because he you know, had any place to recommend it to me. And then one day he said, Bhakti, he said, mm-hmm. oh, well call Alex. Alex has this place and then mm-hmm. the next thing I know this was a super cool community where Michael Vasquez is there mm-hmm. and uh, at the time Timothy Buwalda, mm-hmm. Robles, mm-hmm. Sarah Moody, all, all, uh, John Davies, all these people were there and it's super cool to be in this, well, some people that are actually really top, top-notch artists in Miami Just and the next thing I'm here with them and uh, it's changing. It's like sad. everywhere, right? Yeah, it's sad. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people moved because... It's getting expensive in, there, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Increasing uh, the rent. But it was, was, was fun. It's still fun still mm-hmm. because I still have the place. Mm-hmm. But so you were able to find an, an, a new art community. Yeah. Like a, a, a smaller, For me much it's smaller. Impo- it's but, it's um, smaller and mm-hmm. I actually like it smaller. I, yeah. Uh, it was important for me to have this. Oh, well, sometimes... It's, 
you just don't want to paint sometimes yeah. you just want to talk or just have the feedback from this other studio yeah, yeah. yeah. this yeah. guy come over just say, hey what about if you try this what about if you you know it's always yeah. good I, I'm open always open I just yeah I, I do talk to Lars Lars mm. is the one guy that I love to talk about it. Mm-hmm. it's another guy that I really love to talk and it's a friend of mine too the guy that used to actually be in this studio Michael Gilakli He's oh, we're interviewing him. Yeah, we yeah. have him set yeah, for like one of the next sessions. Another yeah. cool dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's amazing, great artist, good friend. Um, yeah, I just some people you connect it right away and just mm-hmm. it just has this thing that you can you listen you and I don't know it's 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 like reading a book or learning something new just in a talk mm-hmm. like we're doing here yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like that is so important about the, about the art community as as a whole like the miami art community and then also those smaller communities like the bakehouse community like the laundromat community the fountainhead studios you yeah. know you have your uh, the little river like our community there and it's really like it's so important that that ex- exchange is happening right amongst artists like for me it's also like being able to go to shows and going go go see what people are doing you know I'll get inspired by the museum you know or by yeah. uh, it's it's like it's it's so important as an artist to have that as well right to have that input also it's like during our Basel I always make sure I go in certain fairs mm-hmm. because they speak to me directly mm-hmm. and I'm like I can the last couple of years not so much but there there are some fairs that actually that's this is pretty unique and this is pretty cool this mm-hmm. is what I'm like to it's why you, it's why you go to New York and chill uh, at this uh, Soho right or the meat packet whatever they call the the Whitney no, or yeah the, the area there oh the, yeah, yeah the, the meat packing is by the Whitney and Chelsea yeah, yeah. yeah it's why you go there because there are some galleries you go specifically this is what I like this is what mm-hmm. you want to absorb you want to okay mm-hmm. this maybe I can put this together something similar something you know you just build mm-hmm. up that's how my mind my head little uh, works it's just come by works and try it out and mm-hmm. see if you like it I don't know it's just mm-hmm. it's like the fairs for me one that I never I always like to go is pools there's something mm-hmm. about it I don't know I yeah I like contemporary I like that that speaks mm-hmm. clearly for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have also exhibited at the fairs, uh, and I, I saw you yeah. exhibited at Spectrum and Art Miami. That was with the Bakehouse back then. Do you remember I, that? I, was that I, like I, a... I did Spectrum, uh, yeah, and uh, Scope. A scope. You did Scope as well. With here, mm-hmm. and now in the last three years, I've been showing with uh, Argentine Gallery in context. Art in Miami. context, yeah. yeah. How did you end up with an Argentinian gallery? Good question. Oh, uh, a friend, a friend of mine, artist from New York, really good friend of mine, Armando Marina. He introduced me to this gallery. He said, "Well, they are looking for artists, and please come meet me here." And I said, "Cool, let's go see it." And since then, we've been working together. Incredible, and it's great. Yeah, she's. Yeah, it's good gallery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you've had the same experience? Because you mentioned you were here at the Bakehouse for about five years. Um, we obviously did some research on you, and we noticed you had a lot of exhibitions here at the Love Gallery while you were here at the Bakehouse. Do you feel that any of those experiences exhibiting here gave fruition to any like connections or any learning experiences? That time, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think the Bakehouse helped me very much in my career because where I was it took me to the next level you know it's just a, like steps you know I always will find the next mm-hmm. rock to jump and dead. and doing a show here you make portfolio too you, you just, yeah, you you build just a, a solar show solo there but and people come by a lot mm-hmm. of people come by and I remember the time Art Miami used to do the after part here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of collectors, and I actually one gallery from California used to uh, used to uh, have my stuff in California. Mm-hmm. And it just was the time was a lot of things were happening here. Mm-hmm. I don't know 
I'm, I don't know what's going on now, but... Uh, it's definitely very different in, in the way that the, the galleries were curated. Uh, at the moment, it was way more with artists from outside the Bakehouse than with the Bakehouse artists. Because I think I was counting the shows that you had in the Audrey Love Gallery, and there were like five shows in like two years. And we were like, oh, wow, you got, like, you got a lot of, you know, you got uh -huh. a lot of like exposure in a way. You were able to show the work. I think that one was the reason the, one was the, reason they acquired, but then there were also like a lot of other shows were no, like I had wow a, I had you, you, had, show, yeah. you had a solo show in and the that Svensson was one of my favorite was one of my favorite shows actually oh really in the Svensson yeah. or in the big in the, the small one in the small in the Svensson gallery Svensson it was a really cool show oh really yeah I was you like, curated it yourself or did no, you no the curator at the time Ananda or was it Ananda she helped me a lot oh she did okay yeah she definitely did a good oh. job curating and it was yeah it was was a great show it was mm -hmm. like I think uh, 30-something pieces. I was just stuck with paintings, like big. The hanging, mangroves paintings? Hanging. And then the big wall in the back, I did the big mural, half finished, and the rest was projected. It was pretty cool. Wow. A like wow. Uh -huh. It was multimedia. Yeah. Uh -huh. So now that I'm curious, as you mentioned projection, I haven't seen any projection pieces. What do you feel in terms of material where do you want to explore next because you said projection mangroves like what other stuff do you foresee in the future future for you? projects yeah, yeah. Future i projects. would love to do mangrove themselves standing mangroves like coming out from from the painting sculptural sculptural yeah mm -hmm. that I'm trying to figure out the last year, so I, I'm still... I have faith. <laughs> <laughs> it will happen. It and then happen. actually, the, the first thing I, I was trying to, like, just do a couple of them, and just have a little painting in the top mm -hmm. of them. Just have, like, they will be almost a, a easel for the... For the painting, yeah. but it's like shaped as a mangrove. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's quite neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that. That's like porcelain or something. Yeah, yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. But the painting looking old. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just I don't, that. That's in the making. It's it, like I said. It's one of mine. It's in the back of your head. Yeah. That really hurts, by but the way. <laughs> we just talked. Ernesto came here to this interview today with like uh, an injury, a like pretty a bad injury, and we are we're very happy that he made that happen. Thank <laughs> Thanks so much to come here with. Yeah, so it's yeah. somewhere in the back, so he needs to come on. Yeah, I have to figure out the, how we'll do that. I want to mm. do it nicely. Yeah, mm. they will be like standing. I would love to have like six of them and then have some small painting on top mm. of like, I don't know, mm. cool, cool look nice mm -hmm. installation. Mm -hmm. In terms, you have a question? <laughs> no, I, I, I just was really fascinated with the, with the installation that you did also in the school. You know, how much, uh, for me, your paintings change a lot when you put them together in an installation like that. Yeah. Um, what was the school again that you showed it? The Miami Country Day. The Miami Country uh, Day yeah, School. Miami Country Day, yeah. And you did like all those different shapes also of the canvases and you yeah. put it all together. And when you were talking about your childhood and growing up like in the jungle, it was kind of like, for me, it was really, I grew up, I grew up in the in the forest. Like I grew up in Austria in Tyrol in the mountains. So I, I I never experienced the jungle, but I experienced what it means to be in the woods, you uh -huh. know, and be kind of like very feel very um, immersed, calm, and 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 like in a way, it's 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 your your you're very um, safe or you're. Some people don't feel like that, but as someone who grew, who grew up there, yeah. it feels like it's a very special, special place. It's like for meditation, or it, it brings you to an inner calm that you, you can't really experience it's anywhere great. else. It's, it's great it's walking really, through. Yeah. It makes you want to kick off your shoes, seriously. Yeah. I grew up yeah. like that in my backyard, just take off your shoes and walk amongst the yeah. grass. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, I grew, I grew up like putting on my skis in front of the house and then just going, all, you know, on the street, you could ski over and then you go skiing all the time. It's like, that was like... But, it, but there is something about your installations that bring back that feeling to me also, you know, where it's like, where it's different than when it's just one painting. I feel yeah. like that there's definitely something in your installations that, and also that these like large, large scale paintings that immerse you into like yeah. a forest or like a, a jungle or like where, where it's a, a lot about your changing like the experience or the feeling. 
Yeah, it's funny. Just, now you're just saying that the, my favorite part going back with my kids to Brazil is like two or three years ago, we were hearing all these monkeys making this noise from so, and my kids, what is this noise? I said, well, that's the monkeys. They're, they're known in half hour the rain will come and they will just getting ready and get riled up and yeah, half hour later it was raining. So I do remember growing up that way. And that's uh-huh. that for me, like the, talking to the forest, I was just, yeah. yeah. You knew the rules you of the, the forest. Yeah. Yeah. You were the jungle kid. You knew the ways of the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. But if, when you grow up also in the mountains, you know, you have to know about the weather. You have to know when there is a thunderstorm like coming yeah. or something. The way it's the clouds look like, you, know? you yeah. already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I say it smells like rain. Oh, it's going to rain. And they're yeah. like, what are my kids? Can't you smell it? And they're like, no, you're crazy. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, we, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about upcoming projects also. What 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 do you have uh, coming up in the next? I'm actually pretty free lately. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I, I like to be. And that makes me explore what I'm, I'm doing now more without pressure yeah. you know I do have not much going on a lot until mm-hmm. December that's our Basel basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's just I, I like this time mm-hmm. I like this time off it's exploratory it's, uh, yeah it's time to try different things time mm-hmm. to still explore the new and like the, I need new shapes I need new mm-hmm. uh, material mm-hmm. but yeah for now I'm uh I'm happy to not to be exploring. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just had the show is coming down this week. That that was under pressure. I mm-hmm. had to. I was not happy to work under pressure so much. Mm-hmm. And now I'm f- happy to go back and do the little commissions here and there and mm-hmm. just uh, go on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's summertime. Mm-hmm. Things slow down. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to have a slow summer but in then, Miami. In October, things go crazy again. Because, yeah. yeah. What are you going to be in a fair this Basel as well? I'm hoping to be again. Yeah, in mm. context. Yeah. In context again. Yeah. Okay. For our listeners, if you want to check out his work, yeah, go see him at the context fair. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of curious because um, you mentioned your grandfather for you was kind of like this almost like um, mentor who showed you how to use tools and he, you know, he was very artistic and then he could create things. You, now that you're a father, do you do that for your kids? Do you do art with them or do you just limit it to? Absolutely. And they love to go inside the studio. They, they, they love to come. They look like, they enjoy to be there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's fun. It's, it's, and they like to paint both of them. They, they're proud of me. They like, they like to talk. My dad's an artist, and I don't know. It's just, and Evelyn draws really well. Ryan is pretty good, and he's drawing too. And Ryan likes more to spray. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn. So he's more like a street artist. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> a muralist. Yeah, but I don't know. It, they, they, they are definitely they, and they go some shows the uh, galleries and they they're pretty much involved they, say they read the magazines that I bring them home and it's just it's you're involving them yeah you? absolutely way more than I had grown up because mm-hmm. I had a different way like they like it they like it a lot they do they speak German too no no oh. barely Portuguese oh, barely Portuguese really <laughs> yeah I'm terrible yeah because we they were born large, here right yeah. they were born here we have a large Portuguese community mm-hmm. here um, mm-hmm. do you feel I guess we have two minutes okay mm-hmm. good um, last question um, now knowing everything that you have learned through your life experiences I mean I guess it's kind of corny but I mean do you feel that you would support your kids in whatever career they pursue I mean I feel that as an artist um, Absolutely. You, would you tell them, no, don't be an artist? Or do you think you'd be like, yeah, why not? Would you let them go to art school? <laughs> I do. I definitely. Uh-huh. At first, because it's in the West. Uh, artist, if it, it's... West is a little easier to be an artist than small town back in Brazil. Let's put yeah. it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, things are more... I think that's one of the reasons I came here anyway. You know, it's just... Uh, at least... It, if you work hard, you get it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just everything is in the reach. It all depends on you. Like, uh, 
Do you want to ask the last question, Maria? Yeah, so our very last question is like a question we always ask. You have been sitting on a magical rocking chair. I love it. For 50 it's minutes. It's like my grandmother's It's good, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it reminds me of my grandmother too when I sit on it. <laughs> but it's magical, and since it's magical, it grants you three wishes. So what would what would would it be if you could have anything, what would what would the three most important wishes be for you? Peace. Nice. Mm-hmm. To the world. We can definitely use that at the moment. A lot. And a little bit more environmental help. Especially with this I like, paint what I paint. And we are need some help. Awareness and respect, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of to protect the protect, nature. Yeah. yeah. I I yeah, I'm I'm a little scared. I, I just I don't I don't like what's going on. I don't mm. like the direction. What mm-hmm. is it taking? Mm. I'm sure everybody knows what yeah. I'm talking about. No, but I think that's why it's important that you do the work that you I don't you're like doing. politics. I don't like politics, but in this case, it, it's almost time to people step up. Yeah. I, I know I know neighborhoods are changing. I know this and that is changing, but we are talking something serious. There is no Mars, life on Mars. <laughs> there is no water. Mm-hmm. This is, no, that doesn't work like that. This, yeah. This is... It's serious stuff. Yeah. That's your second wish, which I think is great because I feel like your, your work now is then shifting from environmental, yeah. quote unquote, which they might label you, to quote unquote environmental political. Also but, sorry, activist. An activist. Yeah, in yeah. a way. Uh, yeah. in, in a way, you're you also, with your work, you're, you're uh, raising like a, like an awareness, you know, about about this problem. Also with the oh. sea level rise. I mean, what, what are the mangroves, where are the mangroves going to be if the... If, yeah. if the sea level rises more and more, you know, so... And you're a third wish. <laughs> a new president, ja. now. now. <laughs> a new president. Oh, I wanted you to say that. Your words in God's ears. <laughs> Let's pray for that. That'd be great, right? That would be so awesome. That's... Yeah, we, we would really, we would really like that. <laughs> I will probably ask you my next question post-interview since we have run out of no, time. No, go on, go on. It's fun. I guess I was curious because you finished with the Bakehouse Art Route. I'm, I'm totally breaking regulation here. I'm sorry to our listeners. Um, I feel like your work, have you done the Airy residency yet? I thought the exact right? same thing. No. Oh, I feel like you should apply. I definitely do. Yeah, it's not the first person that told me to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I, I just, I did different residence. I... You did a You're lot of residencies in nature, yeah. but I like I know I know the nature, but he's I, already I, I, doing I want something different from mm-hmm. what I am already. Oh, you want to explore something different? Yeah. Okay. You well, did? yes, I, I yes. will never say no. No, never Let's say never. Never say never. Yeah. Okay, well that was it for me. Alrighty. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Ernesto Kunde, for coming. Thanks out so to much for coming. Yeah. And I hope I, I, we both hope that you feel better really soon. Yeah, we're sorry about the neck. Thank you for that. You get some help taking your show down. Interview number eight. Anybody wants to offer for your help, please email <laughs> Get Ernesto. Get in touch with Ernesto. Check him out on his website. Send him a message. Assist. Yeah. That's all righty. Thank you guys for uh, listening again to our little podcast. Thank you so much, Elisa, for Thank being you, Maria, on your awesome for self. my patience. <laughs> we are going to be back next week with another interview. Surprise, yeah. surprise. All righty. Bye.